Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. Thanks for downloading the podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, and I'm here today with our co-host and general manager, David McDerris. Each week, we review the latest, greatest happenings in wind and solar and how they will impact you and your alternative energy projects. If you'd like more information about anything you've heard or about to hear on the podcast, check out all of our educational resources at windandsolar.com. It includes well over 300 links to YouTube videos that we've done. You can also reach out to our Seymour, Missouri-based sales team at 417-708-5359. And you can email them at sales at windandsolar.com. Somebody will get back with you on that. If you really want to go in-depth, come to our hands-on workshop in Seymour, taught by David McDerris as he sits here and gets ready for me to zing him on questions here. And you can get all the details on that at our website, windandsolar.com. You can sign up, you and a buddy. And you guys can come together and enjoy. We'll even, David will even buy you a Subway sandwich while you're here. It's very nice. Very nice. So today, let's talk about how you need wind in off-grid applications. This one's kind of near and dear. Yeah. Because I have been learning that. We have just, I want to say not yet, but we're pretty close to having completed our first full year off-grid. Really close. Yeah, you'd be right on the cusp. Yes. So. And now we only had the wind turbine up since, I think we did that in May. Yeah, April, May, it was yeah. hot. And it was at least, Already. well, <laughs> more specifically, it wasn't so freaking cold that we could Yeah, go yeah. There. They were like, we don't want to do that in. But let's talk about that and how that comes into play. And I have to tell you, the, the interesting thing here is we do the math on, and I know we're going to talk a lot about my place today. But I've got the capability to generate somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 kilowatts with all the panels I've got. Right, uh, per hour. Per hour, yeah, 15 kilowatts per hour. But we've also got one of our SkyMax wind turbines up. And you'll have to tell me on that because I don't miss it. It's a dual. It's, it's a, a frontier, yeah. And it's capable of? It's the 48 volt. It's the 2,000 watt capable. If your battery bank was not full if your solar was not keeping it full you're going to see about how we have yours designed you're going to see about five to seven kilowatts a day of production on that, yeah. that unit and by the way we actually had the night of the big bomb cyclone yeah yeah it cranked up 3100 on that day alone so it was doing what it was supposed to do and the thing is when we talk about my system the big challenge is with the panels that we've got, it doesn't leave a lot of room. Right. On average, and that's exactly right, and that's exactly how we have it designed. We designed it that the solar is the primary, and this is just a complement. This is just to help supplement when that solar, because as Wes will tell you, we had seven days oh, that yeah. the solar did not do what it was designed because of the inclement weather we had. It still did some. It just needed help, and that wind turbine was able to come in and, and Give some help on that deal. And that's really where I think it finally solidified in my head how you need to design a system and the how and the why is that we talk about days of autonomy in your batteries, you know, how much battery you need. There's not a day that generation doesn't happen. Right. It's happening every day. Uh, Yeah. Something's going on. And so even if you have a rainy day, 
I mean, those my arrays are kicking out at least a couple right. hundred watts. Yeah, there's still UV getting to the panels. The thing there is, is that your panels are still producing. And then if your wind turbine is producing, you don't necessarily have to fill the bank up every day, which is what happens with my panels when it's sunny. Right, right. I mean, this morning. Yeah, right. you got to drop my system down to 20% and by 12 o'clock, we'd be back to 100% and right. just kind of, you know, floating along until the evening. But if you've had several days, like we had, where there's not a lot of sun, but typically if there's not a lot of sun, there's going to be some wind, Right, is that your battery storage kind of stair steps its way down. Right. And so the first day you may drop down, like on a daily when I'm looking at, and I'm just using my battery percentage, when I get up in the morning and go out, we're probably about 60% on any given, and we don't hold back, you know, you know right, we, we yeah. run a heat pump, we run right. we crystals. And I say that Crystal actually is the one who does the laundry at the house. It's not a sexist thing. <laughs> she won't let me wash her clothes because <laughs> I don't do it right. <laughs> so we've got electric dryer because we have so much capacity. Right. And so when we get up and have gone through this normal evening, we'll be bound down about 60%. And so if we did that in the next day, there wasn't a lot of solar and we had some wind. I might only bounce back up to 80%. Right. But that's still stair-stepping your way down. So if the next day, if you go through it again, okay, and you drop to 50%, well, then maybe you come only come up to 70 But it's not a straight decline right. to where you're losing battery, you know, X amount of percentage every day, and so you only have so much time. It really is. And that's where the wind turbine really comes into its own then, is because... You know, like at our place, the house just resting, I think now with the two Solarks in, it's a little bit higher now. I think the house rests around six or 700 watts. Yeah, I was going to say, when I saw it, it was around 700 watts. Is yeah. what it just sat in at rest. That's not this. The, so the Solarks are, are pulling about 150 to 200 watts. Per, well, all I was getting at was that yeah. previously yeah. we were at a, because as a percentage, that's huge because the house rests yeah. at such yeah. a low yeah. wattage yeah at rest you're really not doing any i mean unless that heat pump kicks on while yeah. you're gone through the day so but the thing i was getting at and driving at there is that if you have a couple of rainy days well we hold off on drying some clothes for a few days and the thing is is that the wind turbine generating what it'll generate kind of gets us through yeah yeah a lot of times in an off-grid situation it will i'm not going to say wes is the exception to the rule but wes's house is Besides the giant solar array that's setting out beside his house and the turbine that's set on the other side of the home, Wes's home is and acts exactly like any gridded home. I mean, it is wired the same way. He, he, we changed no wiring. It, it's wired just like the regular home. Just the power of production is made by him and versus the grid, you know. In a lot of cases, people are using their critical loads, right? Even in an off-grid situation, they're not running full loads like this and that wind turbine has a really good effect on that you know wes has got a very large battery bank and it's something like i'm going to get it wrong but i think it's like 72 kw uh, I mean, it's, 64 yeah it's 64. big 64, 64 usable yeah so yeah. only taking it down to 20 percent. so it's a big battery bank you know and we got a 2000 watt turbine that's capable of producing about five to seven kilowatts a day on that but that's not even 10 percent. you know we can't even get 10 percent back in that battery bank but like Wes just said, if we could put 10% in there on that stair step, that's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, where he was going to maybe only going to get to 70%, now he gets to 80%. 
and that may be just enough to keep him to have to fire any type of any other generation. Right. Which would be, in his case, would be a generator, you know. And all off-grid applications should have a backup generator of some sort just in case, you know. I mean, and that's just the way off-grid is designed to work, you know. So Sam would tell you that. He's also off-grid here. Wes is a little bigger than Sam's installation, but Sam's done it for many years, and he would tell you the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it is on principle. You never want to use it, but it's the old... Well, I won't say where this originated from, but it's to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's one of the big things there is that, and the wind turbine, our wind turbine is just on one of our 40 foot towers. Which is a great tower, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's not a very great. <laughs> not just one of our towers, one of the best towers that you're going to actually see. Right yeah, now, so. it is. It is very, very nice. It's just awesome. And it looks great. I mean, that's looks one, of the, great. Uh, one of the, even one of the best things about it. Easy is, to put together. I didn't actually put it together. I but did. Wes and Wyatt did, and, and they did it in a matter of what, a couple it was hours. A, it yeah, it was an afternoon. You know, it was just a two-hour afternoon for those two guys. And then Wes and I, we were the first ones to start trying to install it. And we picked the thing up by ourselves yeah. and walked it right where we needed to walk it to. Yeah. You know, so. And I'm going to tell you, having helped with that 65 foot tower. Yeah, this, this is, is way easier. <laughs> way easier. And with the jib that comes with it, and a, just a regular, even a half ton pickup, and there's nothing hard about it anymore. Yeah. You just pull it right up. You know. So anyway, the wind is a incredible supplement, and now is really one of the times to get it too. Yes. Yeah. Right now. I mean, we're in wind season right now and we'll be all the way and through about the middle of May is when you'll start seeing wind season start to die away. That's all due to thermals as it starts to heat up. We're not getting those rapid heating and cooling days. Well, and then too, you've got the longer days period. Yeah. With, you got the longer solar, days. Which right. will and, give you and, a lot more generating right. capability. And then it kicks back in about September, as the weather starts to cool, the days get shorter. So there's only a very narrow window when you really look at it that you might not need to have your wind turbine up and running. And I would tell you that you always need your wind turbine up and running because there's going to be days that it's going to be cloudy, even in the middle of the summer. And those days will have wind. So, Yeah. So far, we haven't pulled ours down. It's about due. Yeah. We're going to be due here in a little bit. We'll pull it down when it warms up a bit. March, (laughs) April, we'll pull it down and... When we pull it down, we're just going to check for some different things. We're going to check to make sure all the connections are still good. We're going to check to make sure that the blades and the nut is at the proper torque specs down on the nut on the hub spacer stabilizers. This things of that nature. And then we'll raise it right back up and it'll be going again. So, Yeah. We actually had, did you see that video from the customer who just put one up? I did not. I did not. I think I had to see that. That was very cool. Yeah. They were loving it. They had the exact same experience we did, which was went together like a breeze. And what was funny, we were laughing about Crystal and I were watching it, is if you remember when it gets where that non-hinge leg is about four or five feet from touching the... Yeah. yeah, Everybody's like, here it comes. Yeah. Get ready. It's about, and you know, and it just does that slow. And then it comes down to four inches and then you Bunk. have to just kind of, and then it thump. Hey, I think we actually had to lean on it a little bit. Yeah. And it just, you know, you would think at four, it's Whatever. well over the 45 degree. Oh, yeah. You think it's going to fall any time. And it's just it's like, nope. come crashing down. I mean, you could have had your hand on the foot that's coming down and it wouldn't have smashed your hand. I, I mean, it was so. crazy. In the same way, taking it down, we thought, well, we'll have to push it four or five feet before it pushes over. That's not true either. 
once it goes about five to six inches past uh, vertical, it's going. I mean, so you better <laughs> be attached over. to it because it's going over. But and it I, doesn't just want to fall over either. It just wants to go very slowly. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we, one of our engineering so. folks could come in and tell you the weight of that wind turbine moving along there is it's so. a lot to begin with and it's nothing. And then it's so anyway, yeah, it's so. very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else we need to kind of touch on about that? No, I would just say sooner than later. I mean, wind turbines, right now, the supply chain is pretty good on those. There again, as we know, the supply chain can change at a a moment's notice. And and you can't do wind turbine without batteries. Right. And we talked in our previous podcast about how batteries are going. So take that under advisement. Yeah. If you already currently have a battery bank and we can do our wind turbines paired with our charge controller and we'll pick the right charge controller for your battery chemistry, we can do any style battery chemistry. I mean, anyone on the market, there's not a battery chemistry on the market that we can't do with our selected charge controllers. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I think we've knocked it out of the park. And again, thanks for checking the podcast out and we'll get you more information here shortly and keep the podcast coming. Thanks a lot. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.